your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Solom. All right, welcome to the week. Welcome back to the week. Welcome to Monday. 608, well, your Monday's probably over. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line if you want to get in here. No middle-of-the-day text. Sorry. Sorry about that. I love I love middle-of-the-day text. The Brad in the newsroom gets middle-of-the-day phone calls, which are always interesting. Not always interesting. Sometimes they're interesting. Um, yeah, a couple of interesting stories on The Wire that happened well on The Wire and stuff that happened over the weekend, just kind of all over the place with shootings and uh, some Wisconsin guys charged in the Capitol riots. And, uh, the, the one story, though, that, that is on Wisdom right now, if you want to check it out, because I think you have to check it out to look at the picture. I think it's imperative that you look at the picture. Is uh, somebody in in the in Detroit or the Detroit River, in, so not in Wisconsin, but it made its way over here. It's probably made the the fish itself probably made its way over here at some point. But um, somebody fought, caught a 240 pound sturgeon, and and it was at least a hundred years old. They think. I don't know how you determine that, but they. Uh, could be more than 100 years old. So it may, it may be older than 100 years old. It caught in the Detroit River. 240 pounds. And I think it only took... Yeah, it took six minutes to get the boat... To get the fish into the boat with a net. So does that mean they, they got it on the hook and it took six minutes to reel in a 240-pound fish? Or is it that they had it reeled in, and it took six minutes to take it from the net to get it in the boat. I'm little, I'm not quite sure, but uh, the guy that caught it said, "I felt, I felt the fish thumping on the line as it got closer. It just got bigger and bigger." Uh, his name is Jason Fisher. Uh, another guy said, uh, "Yep, this is going to be a real good fish story," and uh, he continued, uh, "She was tired out and." didn't fight us very much. Imagine everything that the fish had lived through and seen. They did release the fish. I think they were for the DNR. So, or they were, they work for, um, somebody. Now I forgot. I'm trying to find it here, but yeah, it's amazing. Two hundred year old fish or over a hundred. They, they work for, uh, Alpino fish and wildlife conservation office. So essentially the DNR in Michigan. I believe is caught over there. Uh, imagine catching a 240-pound fish that's over 100 years old. <laughs> I'm, I'm really glad they let it go too. I don't know. I don't know what the rules are with catching 240-pound surgeons, but I think if you catch something that's over 200 pounds and 100 years old, not that you would know how old it is if you're just fishing, right? But uh, man, I, I feel like you just got to let it go. Do we usually let sturgeons go? I'm not a fisherman. I uh, I'm a hook and a bobber catching a bluegill guy. <laughs> with a worm worm hook and a bobber that's about the best fishing i can do the last time i went like fishing fishing that wasn't hooking a bobber me and my old roommate got in his boat we were going to up and down the mississippi river and he was and it was i believe northerns i think that's where we're catching i want i don't think it was sturgeons it was big fish though northerns he was pulling them in left and right and i was pulling in like tin cans and old leather boots right i was I wasn't actually doing that, but that's what it felt like. I wasn't pulling in anything. And then we switched fishing poles because that was the problem, right? And I'm like, you got the better you got the better lure on. So let me try yours and you try mine. And then he grabbed my pole and then he was pulling them in left and right with my pole. 
So, uh, not really sure. <laughs> and I was like, can I just do a hook and a bobber? Doesn't that doesn't work when you're going up and down the river though? Um, yeah. So anyone that wants to uh, it, it, good sturgeon fishing stories or giant fishing stories, I'm all for it. I love hearing those stories. But uh, I think if you catch the, catch a fish, it's over a hundred pounds. I feel like you got to let it go, <laughs> just because. But then again, if you're in the ocean, I don't know. Then it's a whole different story, I suppose. And you're and you're probably uh, actually trying to catch fish that are a hundred pounds. I did I did hear too right on uh, just switching it up real quick the uh, the AP or the the top of the hour news uh, talking about Bill Gates getting divorced. I'm like God, I could care less. Like don't we have don't we have actual news? Like the we did this uh, a while ago too with uh, the uh, Jeff Bezos right and his wife getting divorced. It's always interesting how much money each of them will get, and I suppose that'll come up. Maybe that's why right these uber rich people that have billions and billions of dollars they're getting divorced. How are they going to split that money? But I believe if you look, Jeff Bezos and his wife, when they got divorced, uh, his wife donated uh, so much money to all kinds of causes, which was kind of interesting because, you know, she doesn't, She's I don't know if she's still raking in the money or does she just give her shares up? How does that work? But, um, but yeah, it's just like, man, I do not care that uh, people are getting divorced. Celebrity news, yay. Um Barb Jansen, the Lacrosse City Council president, is hopefully, she said she's got two agenda items on the uh, whatever committee she's in. There's a whole bunch of, it's committee week here in Lacrosse. So the, uh, I will say that the JNA committee and the, so the Judiciary and Administration Committee is is the big one that happens tomorrow, I believe. I could have these mixed up. And then the Finance and Personnel Committee happens Thursday. And I was just, I was kind of going through the, JNA committee for tomorrow. So there's 11 items on the agenda. But then when you hit each of those items, there's 108 PDFs to download through those 11 items. So when you add it all up, there are literally 119 PDF files to download to read on the JNA agenda. Just so that's one committee. So when you talk about like what these people on the city council have to do and, you know, have to look at and have to research sounds like a lot and i don't think they get compensated all that much for it when they give themselves raises like the county board gave themselves a raise at some point in the past year right or maybe it was a little everything seems a little bit shorter and longer depending on how you look at things uh when we go through a pandemic but that's always controversy when you give yourself a raise i suppose but then again, it's uh, A, you're not getting that much money, and B, look, you have to download 119 PDFs for just one of the committees, right? 608-785-7914 is the talking text line. I'm going to get out of here, let Brad do the news. We'll be back in just a minute. If we don't get Barb on yet, then I've got, uh, I want to I look into this dog story that we also had late last week on Wisdom News. Uh, dog custody, right? I, I, who can't relate to that as we talk about divorces, Bill Gates getting divorced? Uh, all right, we'll be back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Barb Jansen has is going over two more agenda items. She said earlier in the in the hour she's the city council president, hoping to get her on the air before the end of the hour to kind of go over some of the stuff on all these committees that are going on this week, including today, including right now. 
And I will say that there is a, there's a couple of there is a couple of giant PDFs to download, as there's 111 for just tomorrow or 119. Uh, the capital equipment budget uh, budget <laughs> is a PDF you could download. And I'll just you know I can throw these numbers at you, and that's all we could do. Uh, 2022 total funding 6.5 million. 2020 2022 new borrowing 3.5 million dollars. Total funding, it looks like through 2026, so one, two, three, four years, the next four years, 22.2 million. It might almost be, yeah, but 22.2 million. And uh, each one of those, you know, there's there's different sections. So like the fire department is all in red. Hey, good job. That's easy. You could just scroll until you get to the next color. That's nice. Uh, IT is in pink. And then the lacrosse center is on there. And then Parks and Rec. And next, Parks and Rec in green. The, the person that was doing this was thinking, like, yeah, Parks and Rec's going to be green. The fire department's going to be in red. The police is in what color? You guessed it, blue. And it keeps going and going. It's, uh, let's see here, 89 pages. So there's that. There's that to break down. I don't know if we're going to get to all 89 pages with Barb, but we can just generally talk about quick what it is and what it's about. There's another one on here that's pretty big. It's not 89 pages, but it's the City of La Crosse's Greenhouse Gas Emissions Inventory and Summary Report for March of 2021, even though it says 2019 on it. So, But uh, that's only, this one's only 15 pages, but essentially, uh, you know, where we're sustainability and climate change and where we want, where we want La Crosse to be in the, in the future. So there's that. Oh, and I hung up on that. Sorry, caller, I hung up on you. Try to. Oh, maybe you're still there. Put you on hold. Hold. There we go. It's Joe's calling. Let's get to Joe here. Joe, you're on the air. Go ahead, man. Hey, those uh, two guys from Wisconsin that uh, arrested for going to the Capitol. Yeah. Is that is that the military handles that court, or is that going to be tried through public court? I I feel like I was when I read that earlier today. I. I said I thought I was reading FBI. Does that help? Let me pull the story up. Um, Wisconsin Army National Guard member and his friends. Is that it? Uh, oh, was, oh, okay. So they handle that later. Um, yeah, I don't. I would say it doesn't. The FBI handle this stuff. Is that what you're asking, or what are you asking? Yeah, but I think the, it's like if you arrest military guys for something, usually the court, the military courts, take over on that, don't they? Or is that going to be tried through? federal court that's a good question um i don't know that let's see here well it's not that long of a story but uh u.s capitol court let me see i'll just search for court uh the men made their initial court appearances in madison on monday afternoon u.s magistrate judge stephen croker released them pending a virtual hearing does that help you how about that yeah, the military court hasn't taken them over. Yeah. So we need to get a GoFundMe page and get these guys' uh, uh, lawyer fees taken care of, these patriots, and let's uh, let's get going on that. Anybody agree, go to the GoFundMe page. I'm going to set one up for them. So you're going to start a, a GoFundMe for the guys that broke into the Capitol illegally? I'm going to send uh, set up a GoFundMe page to help these patriots pay for their... Uh, lawyer fees. I why? do believe that uh, they're going to need some help. Why are they patriots? Why are they patriots? Yeah, they a... tried harder than any of us uh, sitting on our dust to try and stop the uh, election from being stolen. Okay, so how? Why was it stolen? 
Why was it stolen? Because they created fear out of a cold virus that went around saying that we have to blanket the entire country with all kinds of ballots so that we can precariously pick them out of corners of the United States when we need to for weeks and weeks and weeks past the election to make sure that uh, Donald Trump doesn't win. Okay, and so what? These guys, they, these guys went to a Trump rally, and then they went and broke into the Capitol. That makes them patriots because because they were just at a Trump rally. Sounds pretty. Well, the only sounds thing that would be better is if they would have caught Biden and put him in prison. But other than that, yeah, they did a damn good job. They did a hell of a lot more than what we did. I thought we were trying to lynch Vice President Mike Pence. I thought that was what was happening. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they were <laughs> gonna do anything to Mike Pence. The media is just. But Joe so Biden funny. was it's Joe Biden ridiculous. was Joe Biden in the Capitol? I don't know where he was. Oh, okay. All right. Thanks, Joe. It's uh, all the all that makes sense now. Thanks for your, thanks for your call. Uh, the the COVID virus worked it all in. I think he worked it all in. I mean, I would have I would have rather have talked about the two hundred forty pounds sturgeon some more. Uh, another story we have on on Wisdom News, and as I wait for Barb Jansen to, to call, she's wrapping up uh, one of the millions of committees that happened this week uh, before the city council meeting meets next week. And I will say too, I'm among all these committee meetings that our new mayor Mitch Reynolds has to 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 go through. I'm trying to get him to come on. He was going to come on today, but then the, there was a committee meeting, and I thought, hey, maybe tomorrow or the next day. But you know what happens? There's committee meetings so we'll see what day of hopefully one of these days he's going to be able to come on and uh we'll just you know we'll, we'll honestly we'll probably talk a lot about aaron Rodgers' situation is what is what i i think we might talk about and all right so i'm getting another another call here caller who's this hello you're oh, oh wait wait okay now you're on there go ahead man or woman who's yeah, this? yeah just want to just want to clarify for the last caller about the the National Guard guys that were in trouble uh, or allegedly did trouble at the tent of the Capitol. If they were not on orders, they were National Guards, the reservists, which they're not on orders, and they weren't in the military at that time. They were civilians. They're just Guard members. So there's nothing for the military to do to those guys. So um, before the guy goes and does a bunch of GoFundMe for warriors and they were in they were not in the military they're in the guard mm-hmm. see so okay. they're they're just civilians at that point just like anybody else you or me all right cool thanks thanks for the call uh go to the next caller caller who is this you're on the air this is dave hey dave go ahead i do find something interesting listening to the last caller they already had a court date for the some of the people that broke into the federal building in washington dc but yet we've heard nothing about any kind of court dates for the people that burned down police stations in Minneapolis, unless that's just something that hasn't been covered yet. You, you, you're missing those stories. I think they, they just got they just sentenced the guy for the uh, Minneapolis precinct that burned down. Did they? I, 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 I listened to you guys in Washington, and I guess I just haven't heard it. So I was just curious if that was just not done yet or if they had not caught anybody or what. So that's all I was just curious yeah, they, a little more information. So. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for the call. I see Barb's calling in now. Barb Jansen, how are you? Are you, is this Barb? I better make sure. <laughs> this, this is Barb. Hey, Barb. How are you? 
I'm good. Uh, just uh, we're we're just talking about burning down the uh, Minneapolis precinct and and invading the 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 Washington Capitol. So I don't know if you want to chime oh, in or wow. not. <laughs> That's just, a tough one to follow. Right? Yeah. Just thought. And I, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll just warn you. I got three minutes before break, so we could just talk quick about. Uh, stuff and then I'll, I'm gonna bring you. I can bring you back in in like nine minutes. Can can we talk some more? Sure. Okay, because you're you're right up before the the break. Um, but I wanted I did I did break I did say that there's a there's a this is committee week is what we call it. Would you call it that? Yes, definitely. And yes. how many of these as the new city council president? How much uh, harder has your job gone gotten from being a just city council member to council president? Well, my phone and email has been very busy, uh, but um, it's been very positive, and I anticipate that will probably uh, slow down at some point. Um, my committee assignments have changed because now I'll be on the Economic Development Commission. That's pretty much just a tradition that, that I've been told that if you're the council president, you're on that committee. Mm-hmm. So. And I was saying be, be, uh, earlier in the show today that I, you know, I was kind of going through, I think the ju- Judiciary Committee is tomorrow, the Judiciary yeah. Administration Committee. And I was, you know, I was, I was looking in the, at that earlier in the day and there's 11 items on there, but then there, when, when it's all said and done, there are 119 PDFs on there. So it was kind of hard to follow, but uh, will you be able to, to just kind of break, have you, have you looked into a lot of the stuff that happens or do you do it, do you cram right before the meeting to see what's all on these agendas? Well, this month I've been kind of cramming. Um, I had a few things that have been distractions, but I can. Uh, that's one of the benefits of attending the city plan commission meeting uh, because you uh, see a lot of those items already discussed before yeah. you get to J and A. Yeah, I did see there were a couple, and that's what you were just doing uh, the past hour, right? Yes, they're they're still going at it. They have a lot of discussion today, so. Are you, are you doing uh, on your computer? You got the Zoom call on one hand, and then you're on the phone on Wisdom on the other hand. Is that how that works? <laughs> well, I thought about it, but I finally, I shut them off because the other items I can uh, catch up on. Yeah. So. Um, all right, so Barb, I'm gonna uh, we're gonna break for news. Uh, I could talk to you on hold for for a second here, and then we'll bring you back on the on the back half of the show. All right. Sounds good. All right. That's Barb Jansen. She's the city council president. All right, we're going to Scott's comment. The news coming up. We'll be back after this. I'm with him. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Yeah, I, for, I forgot to turn my mic off. Nobody could hear Barb, but they could hear me for like five seconds there. Um, Barb Jansen, city council president, the newly elected, unanimously voted upon city council president. That had to feel. Did that feel good, Barb? Like, woo! Nobody voted against me. Uh, well, yes, it did. <laughs> <laughs> part part of me wondered if anybody else wanted the job, but uh, I I think uh, based on the feedback I received from people, I think uh, they sincerely wanted me to do the job. So. And you you were on you were nominated last time the, the that was up for election right you and you and uh, I just forgot his name four years ago four years ago how long Marty have you Gall. Marty Gall yeah how long have you been on the council uh, four years okay so this is uh, term number number two for you um, and it's it co- is. And it's committee week here, and you're on the air. Uh, people heard it for, for a minute there, but um, off the air, we were kind of breaking down the best way to tackle all these committees and agendas and PDFs to download. But you kind of gave me a good a good 
a good way to do this is if you get to all the agendas, agenda items on each of these, most of these have what you call as a CPC report, City Plan Commission report. Right, for the J&E items and the City Planning Commission. All right, so that's probably if people are if people are curious what the city is doing, what committee week, and this is the best week for people in the public to kind of to to voice their opinion on some of the stuff that's going down, right? Exactly. Now's the time to to voice your opinion. Because when you when I look at some of these things on the agenda, I mean the, the some of them are almost like uh, some of them are kind of hieroglyphics to me when I'm looking at them. An ordinance, an ordinance to amend subsection 115 of the Code of Ordinances for the City of La Crosse, transferring property from the Light Industrial District to the Heavy District, allowing for self-storage building of at 608. So apparently, somebody just wants to build a, bo- a building there or something. Yes, they want to tear down a single-family home um, and build additional. Uh, self-storage units at that location. Now, and, and there's uh, eight PDFs to download in that. Are any of the PDFs, do any of them just say that? Uh, somebody wants to, to tear down a home and build a storage unit? <laughs> the uh, cover letter and petition would provide some information, but really, if you want the a very clear, concise explanation, you would go to the bottom of that list where it says CPC report, yep. and, that, and that stands for City Plan Commission Report. So a planning staff member has written a report and summarized the request and explained why it should or should not be approved okay. based on city uh, and. And that's, and that's the that's the meeting that you just finished up and wrapped up as you as tomorrow we get ready for the JNA committee meeting and then Thursday is the FMP committee meeting. But when you look at the JNA budget right. and that one was on there the the, the something about building a, a storage unit in place of a of a home. Um, the, did you you and you guys you guys talked about that one today too as well, right? Yes. Yep. So the city plan commission makes a recommendation to JNA and to the council. Okay, and then when you on look, that particular item, and we when we look at the JNA committee budget, what what items do you see on here that are probably the the most important to the city? Well, I think a lot of people are going to be interested in the city brewing request for their conditional use permit. They had purchased some single family homes um, near the brewery, um, which they wish to tear down and. Um, you know, they're doing that huge expansion, which is going to have a huge impact for the city of La Crosse residents and taxpayers. Um, and they're, you know, looking to uh, change zoning there. But it's, um, it went through the committee um, today without any major problems. So, And that, that, that's something we argue about quite a bit, uh, you know, any given week is the idea of tearing down single family homes for, for businesses, for other space, because there aren't a lot of homes as there, but there wasn't a whole lot of controversy today with that. Not regarding these particular homes. Um, the, the need for city brewery to have additional property is, is very clear. Um, and those particular properties before the brewery, um, had purchased them um, under, I believe, a different LLC, um, then the number of police calls and that kind of thing were just huge over there. Um, the 
representative from the brewery spoke about the drug problems and things like that. So um, I, one could perceive this as a very positive change for that section of town. Okay. Um, and then keep keep going on that. There's a, there's also, it looks like they, so they want parking lot expansion and they probably want, you know, other kinds of expansion. Are they doing anything else besides that? Just, just flipping homes uh, for business? Right. They needed additional parking. Um, they're looking at putting up uh, some kind of fencing for some security purposes, but they're also looking to make it more aesthetically pleasing in that area. I don't know all the specifics of the, the rest of their expansion, but there's some moving parts. And so this is just part of what they need to do so that they can finish um, their expansion. Uh, a couple of other things. We're talking to Barb Jansen, see the, the newly elected city council president. And uh, we're looking at the JMP committee meeting, which meets tomorrow at six. Uh, do you have to be in on all these meetings or do you get to pick and choose and just let other people, you know, be the experts in these? Well, that's this week I have to be there because um, I'll run the meeting until they elect their chair and vice chair. Um, and then after that, um, I not, no one is, if you're not on the JNA committee, you're not required to be there. Mm-hmm. I have encouraged um, the new council members to attend as many meetings as possible because I think it's important to hear firsthand, especially JNA, um, when there's public comment. Yeah. Seldom do we get a lot of uh, public comment at F&P meetings. So, um, but if you really want information, you know, getting it firsthand is pretty important, I think. Yeah, and it's pretty easy to do that. I mean, it's a lot easier now. Everyone can just zoom in on the, essentially zoom in on these uh, these meetings if they want to know what's going on. Um, is there anything yeah. else that, when you look at the JNA committee uh, agenda, is there anything else that looks really important? It looks like the lacrosse center and the airport want, is it liquor licenses? Is that is that just re-upping what, what's already we've been doing in the past? Yes. Okay, so nothing, nothing new there. Nothing uh, new I there. I think cause... the other big item, which they actually uh, recommended referral on the item, but it's regarding a zoning change for uh, the old train plant six site at St. Andrew Street. They um, are looking to make it um, to allow for multifamily housing and an activity center. We'd previously changed the zoning to allow for the Star Center to build there. And when that fell through, um, then the owners of the property came up with a a concept to provide uh, multifamily housing. Okay, and Train Plan 6, I think Brad told me it's been it's been vacant for about eight years. We've just It's kind of another one of these properties in La Crosse that just nothing has been done with it. Is this very encouraging now that something maybe is, is getting going? It sure seems like it, it could happen. You know, I, I think they've got hurdles um, just from what I know about the construction business and, you know, what the discussions have been at, say, the Economic Development Committee with the price of construction materials and just being able to get a hold of certain products. But Yeah, um, yeah tell me about it. I'm do trying it in a couple I, phases. So. I'm trying to redo a bathroom bar, but it's not going well. <laughs> so I can't imagine trying yeah. to build a, on a, how big is this property? Do you know off the top of your head? Oh, gosh, not off the top of my head. No. But, uh, but yeah, it, the idea know. that, that we're going to build. So this is, this is kind of interesting too, because as city brewery wants to take out some single family homes, it looks like train plant six site. We could be alleviating that or balancing that back out by adding 
but by adding some single family homes. Yeah, we would be adding a, a very much a whole lot more. Um, their current proposal is looking at let's see some townhomes, um, apartments. So there definitely be more housing units um, just in the initial phase. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting a text here. Someone's someone's mad at me. So when I say JNA and when I say FMP, these are committee meetings that prelude the city council meeting, which meets next week Thursday. The 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 can you can you describe to the listeners why? And when I say FMP, it means Finance and Personnel Committee. When I say JNA, it's Judiciary Judiciary and Administration Committee. Can you explain to the public why these two meetings that happen the week before the city council meeting are so important to the public for for the public to to get in on and and, and if they want to voice their opinion, uh, this is the time to do it the week before the city council meeting. So several years ago, they made changes. So the public input part um, comes during these two meetings, and um, seldom do we have public input at the actual city council meeting. So all the discussion and debate and questions should come up during this this week's meetings um, where the council members are at, um, as well as uh, citizen members that are on um, the other committees like City Plan Commission. And so, you know, we've set aside time so that there can be public input. Um, Right now, that would be down at the um, Southside Neighborhood Center, since the council chambers are under construction. Um, or people can log in um, and contact the city clerk about how to do that. But um, it's important for public input, so um, people need to share their opinion before decisions are made. So um, even if they're just listening to what's going on, um, sometimes, especially at FNP, um, Doug Happel loves to ask the question of, could you just give a brief summary of what you're talking about? And a lot of times that's for the public's benefit because Doug has already read all the documents and he probably has a very good understanding of of what city staff are referring to. But for a member of the public, it's not crystal clear. Yeah, and when when we get to the city council, is everything more or less decided and it's just more, more of a formality to go through, you know, the approve or disapprove at that point? Not necessarily. We do have the consent agenda, so if something passes unanimously at committee, um, uh, then you know we don't necessarily have to vote on it separately. But any council member can pull something off of that consent agenda and have a discussion. So, um, and we've had that happen where you know maybe sometimes it's just to provide extra attention to a particular item, but. Um, since not all council members are required to attend both JNA and FNP, um, you know, someone from JNA might not agree that FNP move forward with recommended approval for an item. So, so then we'll have discussion among the council members. I, I looked at the, we're speaking with Barb Jansen. She's the city council president. I was looking at, uh, you know, a couple of these, the, the capital equipment budget uh, for, for the next four years. Right. Um, and in, in, if you just go down to the totals, there's the six point five million in total funding for next year, and three point five million in, in new borrowing. Does the city council is, is that alarming? Three point five million is that a, a higher, or lower than usual? And and is the city council worried about that being like a kind of a big number in borrowing? 
No. So um, every year we have a like a number around the six or seven million that we do in in capital improvement projects, and the capital equipment is taken out of that first. That number. Yep. So um, you know that's why they have like this long range plan of what equipment's probably going to need replacing or you know what are they going to need to purchase. And um, so, you know, and it's been discussed numerous times at the Board of Public Works meetings. Um, I'm sure um, Mayor Cabot met with department heads and had plenty of discussion regarding what the priorities needed to be from each department. So it's it's a part of operating. Yeah, and I was just just more or less curious about the, the, maybe the general idea of of how much the city plans to borrow, whether it's the capital, uh, the capital budget here or, or different, the capital equipment budget here or other budgets, just the idea of borrowing a lot of money. Sure. Well, it'd be great um, to not have to borrow money, um, but unfortunately <laughs> that would require finding money someplace else, and um, that, that just isn't in the, in the cards, I guess, at this point. Maybe someday. Um, when uh, but, um, coming up Thursday, the F and P there's a, there's quite a few more important uh, items on on that agenda. The F and P Thursday meeting. What what would you say are maybe the most important ones when you look at that agenda? I think I think going forward with the equipment budget, um, obviously um, appropriating additional funding for the. Uh, Forever chemicals for the uh, contamination at the airport um, wells. Um, yeah, it looks like about $150,000. We might transfer funding to, to that, to eliminating those. Right. Uh, some of the money had already been allocated, and some is coming from the airport um, budget. So, um, but, but, you know, we need to do it. So we can't just ignore the, the issue. So... Yeah, and then there it looks like uh, another one on sustainability. We're going to hire a consultant to lead local sustainability programs. I guess I haven't read all the details of that report yet. Basically, it was giving us recommendations of how we can reach our sustainability goals. Mm-hmm. Is what I picked out of what what I've read so far. Um, and there is a committee that met, I believe, last week um, discussing, you know some of those steps as well. Um, I think, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was, uh, I was I just guess. generally, I was just going to ask how many, how many committees there are to keep track of, because when I talked to Martin, uh, a couple of weeks ago, he, he couldn't, he couldn't even recall how many there were. And there used to be more, he said. Yes. Um, I've not counted them myself. <laughs> um, I just look at the agendas when they, them the email saying here's the agenda for such and such committee meeting and um if there's something that i think i need to be there for then i'll attend yeah it looks like this week there's uh the neighborhood revitalization the jna the floodplain the climate action and the fmp so there's only that though only those committees this week <laughs> right but you know the floodplain committee is a very important one and very seldom do we have the public attend that one um, but like this week, we're actually getting an update from our consultant regarding the Ebner Cooley floodplain work that's being done. So that's pretty important. Um, 
See, that's good to know. And now I know I don't have to ignore yeah. the floodplain committee meeting. Maybe we should zoom into that one when it comes up uh, on on Thursday. Um, okay, Barb, I, I'm I'm running out of time. I really appreciate you coming on uh, right after your meeting, <laughs> after one of your many meetings this week. Uh, but but uh, I sure. appreciate it, and thanks thanks a lot. Sure, anytime. All right, that was Barb Jansen. She's the, the newly elected city council president. I'm going to try to do this, and she, Barb kind of off the air. She kind of gave me gave me some some tips on who who to get a hold of, so we can break down each of these. You know, she's kind of overseeing them all, but we can we can pick and choose uh, certain council members that are that are going to be experts in each of these committees. Um, all right, real quick break. We'll be back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. Just uh, not even a minute here to go. Thanks a lot to Barb Jansen for for jumping on right after her one meeting, one committee meeting, to probably jump onto another one. And uh, we'll talk about those a little bit more tomorrow.